Welcome to Let's Talk Ed and Zahi. We're talking about an article that appeared in the Hechinger Report talking about how much it costs to produce a community college graduate. And kind of the conclusion of that, Zahi, was it costs more money to take care of the students that have the most needs uh, when it comes to uh, what they need to succeed. Yes, this is a study that they did uh, with some researchers, and they looked in particular at the Texas Community College system, and they identified that it, uh, you know, empirically showed that it costs more uh, to help uh, fund uh, what is needed for students who are the neediest, and they defined neediest being non the non-traditionals in terms of age and background, first generation, uh, the things that we typically talk about on our show and many other people talk about in, in uh, community colleges. And I think uh, it's significantly more expensive, not just a, a fraction, but we're talking folds of difference. And at the same time, those are the people who are more likely to not complete compared with the full-time traditional students. And I think that it's something that doesn't surprise me one bit, you know, when I saw that, because when, when you are talking about the students that, that have those needs, your first generation students, your students that come from disadvantaged backgrounds, the, the non-traditionals, um, it doesn't surprise me that in the grand scheme of things, it costs more to educate those students. Uh, because there are a lot of things, and, and we're going to talk about this, you know, a little bit more in our upcoming episodes too. But there, there are a lot of services that that they, in particular, need for their success. Uh, you know, you talk about a first generation student, for example. Uh, you're talking about somebody that comes from a home that nobody's been to college before. They don't have all of the the institutional knowledge, so to speak, of what it takes to be a college student. So there needs to be that extra guidance because you're not going to have family members that can help when there are questions and concerns. Excellent point. However, I would contend that perhaps all students would benefit from those services and having uh not having them is potentially a cause for concern now there's a cost associated with it and as you as you always talk about is how can we bake those costs into our funding and make sure that when we get the recession and our budget shrinks those don't go away because they're they might be the first things to go away so it's a dilemma but it's a dilemma that is compounded by a number of different other uh, findings that are coming out. The National uh, Student Clearinghouse did an analysis and they found that there is an 8% reduction in transfer from two to four year institutions. That's a significant, uh, that's tens of thousands of students. I think it's close to 80,000 students that didn't transfer. Uh, there's an uptick in reverse transfer from two years, uh, from four to two years, but it's not that much. And also, the, uh, the clearinghouse found that more than half the students who transfer from two to four years, they change 
And so many people are not going into liberal arts, although they went to two-year college into liberal arts. So there's a confluence of a number of different things when you couple them with the enrollment cliff that we keep on talking about, when, we, when you couple it with the low unemployment that we currently have as we're standing in early, early 2023, it becomes even more problematic as, as a picture for me. Do you agree? Do you, do you share the same beliefs? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think to, to some extent, you know, it's almost becoming this existential thing for a lot of colleges is, you know, what is it that we need to be doing to, you know, not only find students, but keep those students and everything that, that goes into that. Um, you know, for years and years and years, everybody has heard this this narrative that, you know, you need to have a college degree to get a job. And yes, it's very important. But at the same time, you're, you're seeing people that are getting wary of how much a college degree can cost. Um, they don't want to take on student debt. Uh, and, you know, in some cases, they're they're seeing that. I can get a really good job now without a college degree. So for colleges, you, you have to start looking at what are the things that we're doing to, you know, make sure that degree is worthwhile, number one. And, and number two, you know, also make that college experience good. So, you know, gone are the days that I think is it's simply you know, our classes are great, and that's why you need to be here. Um, I, I think now, you know, students are making choices based on everything else that is happening. Um, you know, college is a lifestyle choice. So you're you're starting to look at, you know, what kind of services are available to me? What What is there for student life? Um, and some of these, for community colleges especially, are areas that have not always been a strong suit for community colleges. Um, you know, student life, for instance, is something that uh, community colleges have not done at the scale of four-year colleges and universities because community colleges generally are not residential institutions. Uh, so students come and go through the day. Yeah, yeah, uh, excellent point. A really excellent point. At the same time. I'm thinking we need the student life uh, uh, opportunities. We need more welcoming campuses from a physical footprint, but also uh, schedules uh, that meet student needs, instructional modalities that meet student needs, nothing that we haven't talked about. But I think uh, this particular topic intersects real well with topics that we covered recently in terms of stackability of credentials, in addition to um the uh work that had started in february in um, in the u.s house of representatives in terms of revisiting the higher education act and the funding for higher uh, education where a number of two-year institution leaders uh spoke to the u.s representatives about the uh perhaps need to um, fund credentials that are smaller than your certificate which may be needed by 
employers and by workers. And perhaps that may alleviate some of the fears of the same people who are shying away from attending college that you mentioned, which is another story that you uh, that we read. Yeah. Well, and, and I think something else, too, that, that is important is the kind of support services that are going to be there uh, through the life cycle of a student. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, one, you're going to have people that are, are going to work hard to get you to come to that college. But, you know, what are you getting in terms of retention services, tutoring services? Um, as you're you're starting to look for careers, what kind of career services, job placement type things are happening. Uh, these are things that you see, you know, career services, for example, heavily at, at the four-year level, um, where there are whole divisions that are, are dedicated to that. And it's something that that is at a lot of community colleges, but not all of them. Uh, so those services are really important, um, you know, beyond your your classroom academic work yes and and as you're speaking i was thinking about uh in four year we have a lot of internship type opportunities which are very important but imagine if you're a working adult especially with dependents how that would not be something that you may be to, to do so how can we rethink the uh, those opportunities that are Re, that are really well honed in four years for their predominantly uh, uh, full-time types, uh, traditional student. How can we ad adapt them for the audience that we were talking about, the n between quotation mark neediest student, not uh, not as a pejorative, but but rather as you know, what kind of services we need to provide. Uh, therefore, how much more would it add to the funding, and would we? Would we be able to get those additional funds from state and federal resources when we're competing with so many other necessities? So those are some of the topics we're going to talk about in our upcoming shows. Uh, so be sure and subscribe to our channel. If you are on YouTube, ring that bell down below so you get notified when you post that new content. And of course, if you enjoy Let's Talk Ed here on YouTube, you can also find us on your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.